Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. This is Colleen Edwards-Chesley, and you are listening to Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast, our Women in Leadership show brought to you by Pensacola Business Radio. Welcome, everybody. This is show number 15, and I am super excited because we have a great guest in the studio today. I can't wait to introduce her. But before we do that, I'd like to tell you a little bit more information about the organization. If you're not familiar with it, Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast was actually started back in 2004. So we've been around for quite a while. We're excited that we're able to influence women in the Pensacola and Gulf Coast area. And our mission is to promote, advance, and improve women in business. We do that in a number of different ways. One way we do that is through monthly networking meetings. We have meetings in Pensacola and also in Gulf Breeze. Those happen on the first Friday of the month in Pensacola and also the third Friday of the month in Gulf Breeze. You can check out our Facebook page if you want to see more information about those meetings. We welcome any woman that wants to come to attend the meetings. They are free and you do not have to be a member of the organization to attend. Our Facebook page is Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast. The second thing that we do in the organization is we have a print magazine that we produce several times a year. We are excited because our new one is coming out probably in the next month or so. And we're excited to highlight several local women and also bring you educational information that's important to not only women, but also men in the area as well. So that's another exciting thing that we do. We also do Power Up. Power Up is a 12-week educational series. We just had our class last night, which was called Networking During Part 2. So I have a theory that if you're going to network, you need to actually have a networking plan, just like a business owner would have a business plan or a marketing manager would have a marketing plan. So if you're involved in networking, I think it's important to have a networking plan. And in that plan, you should think about what are you going to do before you go to the networking event? How do you pick out which events that you think are important to attend? How do you research what you're going to do at the event or who you might meet at the event and what you're actually going to say when you're at the event? And then you should also have something that you do during the event. So when you come to a networking event, what do you do? Who do you meet with? What do you say when they ask you what you do for a living? And then also in the in the networking plan, you should have an after plan as well. So when you leave the networking event, what are you going to do with those contacts that, that you made? How are you going to follow up? What are you going to do if you get a voicemail? Or how often are you possibly going to follow up with them? So those are some of the information topics that we talk about in Power Up. We do meet once a week on both Mondays and Thursdays uh, for each week of Power Up. And it's a 12-week series. And we are actually, last night's class was week number eight. So if you're interested in getting involved in that, we do open that up to non-members as well, and it is open to men and women. There is a cost. The first class is free, and then every class after that is $10. So it makes it a very affordable program to go through for your professional development. You can find more information about Power Up on our Facebook page as well. Again, that's Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast. Um, We also do these radio shows as well, and we're super excited today to introduce our guest in the studio today, and. It is the wonderful Hong Tran. She is the Operations Services Director for Baptist Health and Vascular Institute of Baptist Healthcare. She is involved in that career as development and implementation of growth and operational strategies for the cardiovascular service line. She's actually been in the healthcare industry for over 12 years. And in addition to her role as Operations Services Director, she also is the co-lead of the team member engagement culture team. 
which focuses on efforts to retain top talent in the organization. Hong was actually born in Hong Kong and raised in Pensacola, Florida, and she's an active member in the community. She serves on several different boards and is involved a lot in mentoring and also community advocacy. Most recently, she's the president of Pensacola Young Professionals. We're going to talk a lot about that because I want to hear about the mentoring that you've built in that organization, Hong. She also is a volunteer and chair-elect of the Northwest Florida Big Brothers Big Sisters Board, and she also has a little that we're going to talk about as well through Big Brothers Big Sisters. She's a graduate of Leadership Pensacola, Leadership Florida's Connect Florida class number uh, six, and she currently serves as the co-chair of Connect Florida Institute's program and on the Connect Florida Board of Directors. Please welcome Hong Tran. Hi, Colleen. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And before we actually get into what you do for a living and your career and everything, I want to wish you a happy birthday. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, your birthday was yesterday. Did you do something fun? Yeah. I, um, yesterday, I just went out to dinner. Just Did quiet you? dinner. Yeah, that was so nice. Uh, but this past weekend, we went and saw Luke Bryan. Um, so that was a good time. Oh, yeah. yeah that that was on a blast. great show. Yeah. Great show. Did you go with Megan? We, yes. Okay. Yeah. I saw some of her posts on Facebook and I couldn't remember who all was in the crowd, but I yeah, think I they, really remember that too. They totally surprised me. Uh, Bobby, <laughs> my boyfriend, um, got a limo, picked up the girls nice. and we headed to the wharf. It was a great time. That is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. So it sounds like you work hard, but then you play hard too. Yeah. You have to have that balance. I was going to say, is that important for you? In oh the yeah. World? Very, very important. But you know, sometimes it's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, I would love to talk to you a little bit about that. I know we're going to get into some of that topic. But before we do that, I do want to talk a lot about the mentoring that you do. You do mentoring with PYP. You also do mentoring with Big Brothers Big Sisters. And then you do also um, pretty heavily involved with the Lean In chapter and one of the founding Lean In circles in this yeah, area. Definitely, definitely. You know, um, mentoring is a big passion of mine. So growing up, um, my uh, we, we came over to the States in, um, the 82, in 1982. I guess that's going to show my age, but, I was but that's okay. 35 <laughs> is the new 25. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but growing up, I had my parents primarily, um, and, and so thankful and blessed to have them to be able to support me. But, um, you know, they did not grow up in the States. Um, mm-hmm. so they are not familiar with the school system, scholarships, counselors, you know, all these things. They knew I, from them, it's, it was more, you know, you need to be successful and how you do that is stay in school and uh, make something of yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Um, and, and then for me growing up, you know, thankfully I had friends and then also teachers that helped mentor me and expose me to things that um, I wouldn't have, I guess, uh, receipts from my parents given they haven't um, had that experience. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I, I now um, am able to and, and have a passion for giving back, whether it's to through Big Brothers Big Sisters with my little or being able to share, um, you know, what I've learned and the the nuggets that I've, I, I've gained over the years with other emerging professionals in our community and, and across the state. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, it's been an inter- interesting ride. Um, like you mentioned earlier, I've been with Baptist for over 12 years and I've, uh, grown so much through the organizations and thankfully have had mentors there as well. Um, and then being involved in PYP, um, for, I don't know, I, I think maybe seven or eight years now. Um, but don't hold me to that, uh, but it's, it's been a long time. And mm-hmm. as I've watched the organization grow, um, many emerging leaders, um, I know get involved because they want to learn about the community, um, 
identify opportunities for them to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a couple of years ago when I was president, I think it was two years ago, I'm past president now. Um, we, Meg Rich and I, she's, she's amazing. If you, I'm not sure if you know her, but she don't know her, but I've actually seen some people mention her on Facebook. I yeah, think, she's, really, I she's awesome. She, in PYP, she's in a leadership role. Too, she is. She? she is moving into the president's um, role okay. as a effective April 1st. Awesome. So that's right around the corner. Um, but Meg and I were chatting one day after a meeting, of course, and see, what do you think about this? You know, let's, let's make this happen. Um, as, uh, and, and I'll kind of get into the details. We were having a conversation about how do we connect um, community leaders with emerging uh, professionals in this area. Mm-hmm. And we wanted something formal because if you think about it, even for me, um, through my experience, walking into a room and not knowing community leaders, you kind of just go to the crowd, the, the folks that you know, and just hang right. out. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to walk up to, you know, whether it's the, um, you know, Julie Shepherds of the world or the Bettina Terry's of the world. Mm-hmm. And so with this program, we launched Mentor Pensacola and, uh, since then, we've had about 25-ish, I believe, uh, matches where we matched an uh, emerging leader uh, that is a PYP active member with a community leader. And it's, it has been great. We've seen um, members, uh, one, of course, expand their network, mm-hmm. but then also um, get new jobs. Um, and, and so that's been great to really see the, the growth of that, that program. How do you go about choosing the matches? Is it, is there a science behind it? I mean, is it as technical as like match.com and there's a huge algorithm or is it more about, you know, who the, the professional is and you really get to know the member and you have more of a gut feeling of who might work with each other or how do you do that? A little bit of both. Okay. Um, you know, we do have a formal process where we kick off around, um, I think it's like September, October timeframe. There's an application process where the member will have to submit, um, you know, kind of the demographics. What are they looking for mm-hmm. in being a match? Um, what are they looking for in a mentor? And then what we try to do is go out onto the community. And thankfully for us in Pensacola, we have so many great community leaders um, that we would then reach out to community leaders and, and ask, would you um, like to be involved? We would love you to be part of this program. Um, and then we do a little bit of matchmaking and say, okay, mm-hmm. do we, you know, with their personalities, will they, um, you know, jive well? Because of right. course we want them to, for it to not be like a forced, um, sure. you know, uh, meeting, right. but that they look forward to getting together and really chatting and learning from each other. Because mm-hmm. um, it's not just the mentee learning from the mentor, mm-hmm. it's also the mentor learning from the mentee. Absolutely. Um, and we've heard great things from both sides. So I'm really excited to, to see the program grow and hopefully that um, it will become, you know, one of those um, value added for uh, PYP members in our community. Absolutely. I think that's amazing. So um, and I believe mentoring needs to be relationship based. Oh, yeah. I mean, like definitely. you said, if, if they're not going to be able to get along and be able to have a conversation, because sometimes when you're being mentored or you're mentoring somebody, mm-hmm. you have to kind of what I call throw your underwear on the table. Yeah. I mean, you got to you got to be willing to to let go of some uh-huh. things that that maybe you might not be so proud of. Or, you know, Absolutely. and you have to be honest. And in order to do that, you've got to be in a comfortable space. Absolutely. You know, if you don't gel with that person, then you might not be willing to, you know, say, hey, here's my, you know, deepest fears or here's my, you know, biggest struggles. And, yeah. you know, how do I overcome them? So do yeah. you guys... um 
how do you follow up with with the relationship? Do you mm-hmm. kind of patch them together and then let them go, or do you constantly? You yeah, know, we check try in? to have touch points. Um, mm-hmm. So usually it's a, I believe it's a monthly, if I remember correctly, where we would get a survey, um, the mentor and the mentees, just asking how are you doing, mm-hmm. um, you know, are you having any issues, what great things are happening, um, and so there are touch points throughout, and then throughout the year, I know that we we try to hold. Um, mentor, um, I guess, uh, socials or whatnot, mm-hmm. where the other mentees, the mentees can meet each other, the mentors can meet each other. And it's a great way. Another um, networking aspect to it, because that's the reason why these um, our uh, merging leaders get involved. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But I really I agree with you on um, what you were saying about just opening up and having mm-hmm. a mentor, a mentee that you're able to trust or you feel you can trust. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, trust, honesty, all of that is so important as a leader, regardless of where you're at in your career. Sure. Um, but then also for, for me, it's being vulnerable, you know, because mm-hmm. if you're if you want a mentor, you're going to have to kind of, you know, uh, kind of let it loose a little bit and let them know you where, really where you feel and where you feel your opportunities mm-hmm. are, because how can they help you if they don't know? Right. You know, and, right. and I know for me, I've, I've, um, I've learned that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm one, I'm not perfect and it, it's hard to strive for perfection all the time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just got to let it go. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. And you know, what's really interesting about that is I was always a very guarded person as a, as young, you know, a younger adult and the older I've gotten. And I don't know if it's just because I've gotten older and I really don't care anymore. And, you yeah. know, so I, I don't mind telling people some, you know, kind of those deep, dark secrets. Um, I still keep a few, mm-hmm. you know, shielded, yeah. but you know, for the most part, I'm, I'm willing to, to, you know, kind of let things out there. And what's been really interesting for me is I interview women for our powerful women of the Gulf mm-hmm. Coast magazine, and I'm interviewing some of the, you know, really successful women in this area. And when I ask them the question about what are they scared of and, you know, where are their fears and, and, you know, what, what are they still working on? I'm amazed at how real mm-hmm. they're willing to get. And some of the things that they say are universally common. You know, there's some of the issues that I have and I'm not a, you know, I wouldn't put myself in the same level as some of these women, but yet some of our fears are still the same and some of our struggles are still the same. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I'm I'm the same way. So given that I'm Vietnamese, I mean, our culture is very private. You know, you don't Mm -hmm. talk about your feelings. Like I, you know, I grew up in this community, but hugging was not my thing. Right now, it's like you can't like I'll, I'll chase you for a hug, you <laughs> right, know. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it's tough. But I, uh, for me personally, to grow, um, I knew I had to open up, you know, mm-hmm. and and it's okay to to um, share your fears because um, sometimes I mean, with that, people can help you. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, I, I agree with you. And it hasn't always worked for me. I've had where I've been in a, in a, and it's not a formal mentoring relationship. So maybe the person didn't realize I was looking at them as a mentor. Yeah. And I've shared something that was really kind of a, you know, hey, I really messed this up and I'm looking for your advice. And then, you know, the relationship kind of separated after uh-huh. that. So it didn't go real well. But oh, then wow. there's been yeah. other times that, you know, I've shared something and that's been that bonding moment yeah. that has brought me much closer to that person. And like you said, if you don't share, how are you going to get advice on how to do things different the next yeah, time? Definitely. And I've gotten some of the best advice from just being vulnerable and being willing to, yeah, to share that that's information. That's great. And, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, I feel in order to have a connection with someone, um, you do have to open up because mm-hmm. you have to be relatable, you know, mm-hmm. and as I have grown in my career and, and as a leader, I've learned that you can't just walk and be like, all right, I'm a leader. What does that mean? You know, mm-hmm. but opening up and sharing, um, you know, what your strengths are, because of course, that's what they want to hear. But then also, where are those opportunities? Because right. they're probably, you know, dealing with the same things. Yeah. Same yeah. things. 
Um, so, well, and it really comes down to us being human, right? I yeah, mean, for we sure. can't, you know, even though somebody's a really successful leader, they can't, they can't um, expect that they're perfect. Absolutely. You know, we, we all have struggles. So I think yeah. sharing some of that vulnerability and sharing some of the authenticity, mm-hmm. I think really does help everybody understand, okay, this person may be my, you know, superior at a different level than me, but I can relate to them. Definitely. You know, and that they're, you know, that they're human and they have feelings and they have, you know, vulnerabilities yeah, as well. for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a, of course, this, this, what we're discussing is very positive. And then on the other hand, as you grow or as I've grown as a leader, there's also, you, you start to learn um, that you you also have to be careful too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, share. Uh, but then also on the flip side, you know, um, it, it's also knowing w- what to say and when to say it. Um, mm-hmm. cause there are certain things that you should keep to yourself. Right. Right. Absolutely true. <laughs> well, and the example I used at the beginning, you know, was th- that I shared something with somebody and it, it didn't, you know, yeah. we, we didn't bond. We kind of, you know, yeah. I kind of look back at that as that's the last time we kind of, you know, had yeah. a good meeting. Um, but it's interesting when I interviewed Pam Hat, you know, Pam yeah, Hat with Pam's awesome. Pam Love is her. amazing. And she shared a story where she said she went to some um some uh leadership class, some mm-hmm. somewhere, you know, separated from her, you know, normal infrastructure. And the the coach there gave her some feedback and she said what the lady said was, Pam, you take your shoes off too quick. Uh, and Pam explained that. I didn't understand what she meant by that, but she yeah. explained it and she said, What that means is when she comes into the room. She opens up way too fast. Oh, wow. She gets too comfortable too yeah. quick. And the people in the room maybe aren't really ready for that yet. Wow. Okay. And I think her story really kind of summarizes what I did in that example where mm-hmm. that person, you know, I, I felt a connection, but yeah. I don't know that necessarily she felt that same connection yeah. as quick as I did. And so I was willing to like, you know, throw something out there uh-huh. that was really like, wait, well, maybe I should have waited until we were, yeah, you know, the relationship had built a little bit more. Uh-huh. And it was almost that exact same thing. I took my shoes off too quick. Yeah. You know, I got too comfortable too uh-huh. quick. And that ended up having a negative impact on that relationship. Well, totally understand. You know, that's interesting that you mentioned that because I think I'm I'm the opposite. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I think I keep my shoes on too long. Too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so over the years for me is learning to just let it go, you know, like warm up. Um, cause usually I get in and I'm like, all right, scoping out the room. Like, you know, mm-hmm. can I trust these people? And, and I don't know. That's just how I, I'm assuming that's just how I am. That's why I'm like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so over the years, I've learned to, you know, just be a little bit more, you know, soft. Um, but, uh, and, or open up. Soft is not the correct word, but just mm-hmm. more of open up more, mm-hmm. you know, um, cause I try, I tend to keep things in more. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and I could expect how you were raised and, and the culture yeah. you came from probably has a huge impact on that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen this meme, but it's hilarious where, uh, I think it was, um, a boy coming home from school and, you know, he had, I don't know, a, a B or something or a B, a B or something like that. And it was still, was not good enough. And that's how it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, my parents, especially my mom, she's like a tiger mom. Um, you know, I can, it, it's interesting. I, share my accomplishments here and there with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost like they expect it. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's just how they are. Right. And so, um, but yeah, an A is never good enough. You need an A plus, <laughs> you know? Wow. So I think because of the upbringing and it's, mm-hmm. a, for me, I think it was a great thing oh, um, yeah. because it made me work even harder, hustle even harder. Yep. Um, but there are times I'm like, all right, I need to kind of dial that back mm-hmm. up, you know, mm-hmm. keep those, Kick off those shoes a little bit earlier. earlier. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was going to ask you. Did that lead you to be a little bit more um, constantly improving and constantly challenging yourself and constantly trying and not being happy with the A? Does that 
as a leader? Has oh, that yeah, for sure. A lot of oh, your drive? definitely. I mean, every everything I do, whether it's within Baptist Healthcare or in the community or being on a board or involved with Connect Florida, um, my mantra is, you know, always push the envelope. Um, mm-hmm. Ask uh, if someone says no, ask them why and continue to ask why five times and not give up. Because for me, it's not about uh, being a barrier. It's let's figure out a solution together, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm always pushing the envelope, whether that's, you know, some good or bad in my eyes, I feel like it's good. Cause yeah. we're, cause for me at the end of the day, the best interests of the organization or what we're working on, that's what I have in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if we see differently, then let's, let's talk. Right. You know, right. um, so yeah, uh, my upbringing has a lot to do with, I think, how uh, fierce I am. Yeah, absolutely. And that's interesting to hear that that came from the female side of your, the family. Oh, yes. you know, that it was mom and not dad that's pushing you like that. Yeah. Uh, my experience is a little different. My dad um, is a retired Air Force um, lieutenant colonel. Mm-hmm. So he was the one that was always like, you know, the A's not good enough. And yeah, um, but it came from the male side, not necessarily the the female side on in my family. Up yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's a culture thing or what, but my mom is pretty fierce. I mean, both of my parents are very hardworking and mm-hmm. that's, you know, of course that's where I get that from, mm-hmm. but the fierceness is my mom and my mom um, doesn't speak English fluently. However, I feel like if she did, she would, kill, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that would be an amazing You wouldn't want us both in the same room. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? I can imagine. I can imagine. So how for you, because um, there is a struggle sometimes with being a type of person that really pushes things yeah. really fast and, and really is always striving for success. Mm-hmm. So how do you know when you're, when you're there? How do you, do you ever have a problem with where you can't turn that off or, or do you have a way in your brain to say, okay, this is good enough. If an A is not good enough, then this, you know, an A plus is good enough or whatever. What do you, yeah. how do you handle that? You know, it, there has to be a balance of some sort. And that's, that's something that I work on daily. You know, mm-hmm. um, if it's a project, you know, there is a, there's a deadline and you gotta, you gotta roll with it. You know, mm-hmm. um, if, if I'm working on a PowerPoint, I'm going to use this as an analogy. There are days where, where I used to just sit there and move the line up and down, up and down, you know, now I'm like, give it up. You know, your ROI on working on that line is not going to be as much as where you need to be focused on more of the content or, you know, prepping for the next thing. Um, and, and I think, um, in regards to just being involved in the community or, or, projects at Baptist, the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes I have to tell myself to stop because I can overanalyze things. And then that just, you know, I go down a rabbit hole. So, well, and that's why I'm asking, cause I contend to be the same way. I'm yeah. a perfectionist. Uh-huh. And so in, in your PowerPoint is a perfect example. Cause I think I've got a little, um, OCD wrapped <laughs> yeah. in there too. So I will try to, you know, I'll read an email 12 times uh-huh. to make sure it's, you know, of course you want it to be grammatically correct and the spelling, right. Mm-hmm. But there's a point where, you just need to send the email. Yeah. And it's almost like you have to trust yourself, right? Like right. I've been, I've worked on PowerPoints for my entire career. Like this line is not going to be a deal breaker. Right. Right. You exactly. Know? So it's more for you. It's more looking at the big picture. Yeah. Yeah. And saying, okay, Definitely. you know, I need, you know, to do X number of things today. Mm-hmm. And if I spend way too much time on this one, then I'm, at, I'm compromising the others. Yeah, getting done. Is Absolutely. Setting the it? goals. Like I, you know, for me going into the week, usually, um, the Friday before I would kind of review, all right, what's coming up? The, or actually Thursday and Friday, I would start looking at the next week, next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. What are those big projects? And then I start breaking it down. All right. By day, you know, what are those things I need to check off the, the list? Mm-hmm. Um, and that helps. Um, cause then that helps drive me and how fast I move with certain things. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it yeah, helps sure. you be honest with the amount of time that you have. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because time flies nowadays. I mean, this week flew by. It's Friday already. And I'm happy it's Friday, but this week flew by. I know. I love technology and I love all the things that we can do more efficiently now. But it doesn't seem like it's given us more time. Colleen, I don't think it is. I feel like sometimes it's um, even more distractions. Yeah. You know, you have all these apps and all these um, social media, uh, you know, things that you're linked to. Mm -hmm. And so I've started to started removing myself from things Mm -hmm. because if it's not adding value to me, to the environment I'm in, um, then it's just noise almost, you know? And so, yeah, you got to take that break. You know, you here do. and there, you for do. sure. Yeah, because yeah. you can get yourself to a point where you're so distracted by the things that are trying to pull your attention mm-hmm. that all of a sudden you're not doing the the valuable things that really, you know, yeah, really are important in your life. And I think it's um, I can't remember exactly who it was either. It was either John Maxwell or Stephen Covey mm-hmm. that talks about um, putting your priorities on your calendar instead of your calendar being the priority. Yeah. And so it was about more or less taking those really, those, those things that are important in your Mm -hmm. life and putting them on there first before your calendar just dictates what, what you're going to do. Yes. You know, it's going to dictate your priorities. Yeah, definitely. Cause once you get busy, you go off of your calendar, right? Okay. Well, what do I have to do today? Yeah. Um, so, you know, lately I've been building time into my calendar where it's you know, desk time to work on XYZ project with this mm-hmm. uh, specific objective, you know, mm-hmm. otherwise I get driven by my calendar and I'm mm-hmm. uh, blowing out fires. So I don't, you know, I'm not thinking long-term. Right. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah. Well, good. Well, um, I do want to go back to the mentoring part. So the other thing that you do is big brothers, big sisters. Yeah. I didn't know you sat on the board and I didn't know you had a little. Yeah. So if there's somebody out there, I wouldn't believe that somebody's not heard of Big Brothers Big Sisters, but explain a little bit of the program so that people are familiar with it and mm. then talk about your role on the board and what you do with your little as well. Yeah, thank you. I would love to talk about Big Brothers Big Sisters. Um, it's an organization, local nonprofit organization here in our community. Of course, it's linked, linked to the bigger um, BBBS of uh, national, mm-hmm. um, but the um, organization's goal is really to provide mentors bigs to these littles to help guide them through life. Um, for me, I started with Danasia um, when she was in the fifth grade. Wow. Yeah, she was. And when, ra- you, when you, I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah, but okay. um, I want to clarify, when you talk about littles, these are not um, children that don't have a parent. No. These are children that have families and mm-hmm. have homes, Yeah, um, but they're in need of a role model. Yes, definitely. They, the, uh, these children are, the, the children are from the ages uh, of you know, I'm not exactly sure what the starting age is, but I know that it's up to 18. Um, and um, these are kids that have, uh, most of these kids are in single parent homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we, there, there is a dire need um, for mentors for the littles in our program. Um, if I remember correctly, the last time I looked at the numbers, we have 200 kids out there that are in need of a mentor that don't have mentors. that do not have wow. mentors. Um, and so if you're listening, we need more mentors. Is it still um, heavily skewed on the side of needing male mentors? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, and, and that's our biggest um, area uh, of needed support. Um, and I'm not exactly sure uh, why um, that is. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, you know, this is a good question for us, for me to bring back to the board is n- looking at the demographics of our mentors, if it's heavy, more heavy female, because yeah. usually we try to uh, match boys with, with, with men. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and so it's been interesting to see that grow over the years, but there's still a, a, a need there. Yeah. Uh, and that we've would seen, be, that would be an interesting discussion to just figure out, is it, 
because you said single parents. So does that mean there's more, um, you know, moms of boys out there that aren't able to provide that male role model? Yes. Or is it that there's, you know, the single parents with girls, they're able because they're, you know, it's a mom and a daughter. Yeah. Maybe she has more female role models in her life that maybe there's, you know, not as many, it'd be an interesting. Yeah, definitely. Definitely going to have to dig into that mm-hmm, and then see, mm-hmm. um, look at the demographics and see mm-hmm. why that is the way it is. Um, but the organization has, has been, I, I've seen, um, you know, children grow and even with Danasia and uh, since I'm closest to, to my own experience with mm-hmm. her is, uh, we started when she was uh, finishing up fifth grade, and um, now she's in the ninth grade. Oh wow! Yeah, and she's grown into this beautiful young lady. Um, when we first started, she, I asked her, I said, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" You know, she's like, "I don't know, maybe a cashier of some sort." I'm like, "Okay, she has goals, which is great, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you ask her, she's like, "You know, maybe a nurse of some sort wow. or a pharmacist." I'm like, "Wow, that's now I can help you with that." You know, mm-hmm. we we can definitely work on that, and um, I'm just so glad that she's able to see um, beyond the, I guess, the boundaries that she thinks that are around her. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the point of this program is really um, for these kids to see that there are, there's more to what's um, just on their streets, you know? Um, And so going back to your question, I did not finish my um, uh, sharing about BBBS. So there's a number of programs that you can get involved in. Um, There's a school program where you actually go to the school as a mentor and meet Mm -hmm. with the, the child for, you know, an hour or so. And that's how Danasia and I started off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if, uh, you know, if that is, um, uh, if there are some barriers to you, to you getting to the school as a mentor, then there's also the community program mm-hmm. where you can pick up the child, you know, on a regular basis. And for me, that's really worked out, especially now that Danasia is older and, you know, we can go out and do fun things like go skating mm-hmm. or go to the um, golfarium or whatnot. Go to the mall. Yes, go to the mall. <laughs> Girls <laughs> Play, the mall. Yeah, go, go to the mall. We we went to this uh, to watch Hidden Figures. Have you seen that movie? Oh, I have not. Colleen. That's an amazing leadership uh, movie. Yes, you mm-hmm. have to see it. It was great. Um, Danasia and I always, we get bored in mo- movies. Um, so we usually like leave halfway um, but with this movie, we stayed there entire time wow. and there were so many messages in that movie that, um, I was so glad that she understood it because mm-hmm. we walked away and I said, so, you know, what did you gain out of it? And she's like, she said, well, as a girl, as a female, we can do anything and everything we've put our mind to. And I'm like, yes. And then not only that in the movie, there were, um, uh, you know, scenes or scenarios where the mom uh, met her future husband and, and, and just learning how a man should treat a woman. Mm-hmm. And so that was cool to see. Um, but cool. yeah, so we're in the community program. There's also duos program where, yeah, the um, big couples. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we used to call it the big couple, but uh-huh. now you don't have to be a couple. You could, you know, be two friends, two best friends, you know? Really? Yeah. So that oh, makes it even cool. easier for, um, for, for folks to, to really get involved. Cause I know at first, you know, people, um, mentors or potential mentors are afraid of the time commitment, yeah. but, uh, it took me, you know, um, like a year to actually commit. And once I committed, I was all in mm-hmm. and it's not that much of a time commitment, mm-hmm. especially once you build a relationship rapport with the child and their family. You really want, like, I really want to see Tanisha grow. I'm hoping that we were able to stick together, um, till she graduates high school and go to college and, and really, um, you know, uh, become successful. However, she defines success. You know? Well, and like you said earlier, and I don't know if this is the same about mentoring a colleague versus, you know, what you're doing with mentoring a child, but I think the opportunity for your growth 
yeah. to be involved with that child is huge. I was actually a, a participant in Big Brothers Big Sisters. I was oh, a big cool. for about a year, and I awesome. had a yeah, I had a little, and um, she was gorgeous. Her name was Katrina, and she was an eleven year old, but she was a basketball player, so oh, wow. she was huge for yeah. her age. And we didn't go to the mall. She liked to do all the, the sports, sports activities. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we used to, you know, go play, kick the ball around or, yeah. you know, do different things outdoors. And she mm-hmm. was, you know, climb trees and that kind of, you know, stuff. Yeah. Um, which is fine for me because I'm not so girly anyway. Yeah. So, you know, the mall doesn't excite me too much. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. So it, it worked for me. But what was interesting for me is I've never had kids. So to be around a child. And to be around the innocence of a child and to be around somebody that, like you had said, maybe didn't have the right role models in life. So maybe their mind isn't quite wrapped around the potentials and Mm -hmm. all the possibilities. I mean, I was raised in a loving home where my parents, you know, encouraged me. You could do anything. Now, they were tough and they pushed me a lot. But um, but they were very supportive and, and, you know, pretty much whatever I wanted to do, except when I got into the the things that maybe they didn't want me to do, then they weren't so supportive. But from my experience, I was raised in a, you know, two parent family and, you know, it was a a fairly normal upbringing. Um, But for her, Mm. it's it was a completely different experience. She was one of, I think, 12 children. Wow. And every child had a different father. Yeah. So there were so many, you know, people that came and went in her life and she really, you know, kind of lost track of, you know, what the world was about. So it was a great experience for me because I think I learned, I hope I influenced her. I was only, I was only in her life for about a year and then her family moved away. Um, but, um, I learned a great deal from the program. Definitely, um, and just I learned a lot about myself too. You know, having to, you know, I can communicate with an adult no problem, but then when you have to communicate with an eleven-year-old child, and I didn't have that experience, you have to kind of grow yeah. yourself to be able to do that. Yeah, you're. Um, as you're saying this, I'm thinking yes, yes, and yes. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have kids either yet, and um, growing up, it was me and my brother, and uh, he's very close in age, mm-hmm. and so I, uh, when I started with Denasia, I wasn't quite sure how to, you know, I had friends that had kids, right. but it was still tough, you know, right. um, and she's she's grown into this great young lady, and we went from one day not really talking about boys to now she has a friend that's a, a, mm. a boy. I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is cool. I'm not sure what to do with this, you yeah, know. No <laughs> Um, but you know, she is so blessed. Her mom, um, is in the picture and her mom is like mama bear. And I think between, yeah, I'm, I'm so blessed. Denasia is so blessed to to have a mother that is there. She, every time I come to her house, she's cooking, cleaning, or doing something for the kids, taking them to baseball or cheerleading. And, and I, I am so glad that she has a strong role model in her own mother, you know, and I, I hope between, Sarita and me that we can really help her, um, you know, get to, to where she wants to get to in life. Absolutely. That's yeah. amazing. And I can only imagine the, the influence that you're having on her life. That's really cool. I, I hope so. Yeah. You know, I hope yeah. so. So if somebody wants to get involved, if they want to be a big, or they want to look at, you know, being a big duo or, you know, in any part, mm-hmm. um, in the program, how do they, how do they do that? What do you, they recommend? can definitely reach out, um, to the, to the office. I don't know that I don't have that number offhand, but definitely just uh, Google big brothers, big sisters, um, Northwest Florida, um, and call the office. Paula Shell is the president CEO. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. She, is she can definitely connect, um, you know, potential candidates or potential mentors 
um, with her staff to, to get it going. Good. And yeah. there's really not any qualifications. I mean, I know they do a background check yes, and they really, sure. you know, they interview the the big to make sure, you know, it's the right fit. Yes. But other than there, that, there's really not, you know, you don't have to have requirements that you've done stuff with children before no. or acted in a mentoring, you know, capacity, right? It's, yes, it's for sure. It's pretty open. It's pretty open. Uh, I, you know, I don't have kids, so yeah. <laughs> they let me in. So. Right, right. And they let me in. Yeah. I was fine. And I did the same thing that you did with your little is I started in the school. Yeah. Um, and that was interesting because then you're around, you know, 200 little kids and, yeah. you know, you, you're in the lunchroom and, you know, or at least mine was in yep. the lunchroom. Yeah. And it was a, it was, um, it definitely got me out of my comfort zone. Oh for yeah, sure. for sure. It's <laughs> definitely a growing, um, I think a growing, um, experience for, mm-hmm. for both the mentor mm-hmm. and the mentee. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Sure. Well, congratulations that you do that. I think that's Thank a great you. way to give back to the community. Yeah. I, I love I it. And important. I think it's so important. We, we need that in this community. And as we think about what's going on in the nation across the world and even our own committee, our community, um, I think we need more of this, you know? Absolutely. It's all about, to me, it's all about sharing the gifts that you already have yourself. Mm -hmm. And, um, for me, I also love to not, to, to watch people not have to reinvent the wheel yeah, and not sure. make the same mistakes. So if I can help, you know, guide somebody to, you know, Hey, I've tried that and it didn't work so yeah. well, it might work for you, but you know, I, you know, give you these, you know, kind of, you know, my experience, then hopefully, you know, people don't make same mistakes. And if we can mm-hmm. influence one person, yeah, I think if every one of us influenced one person, I think our community could grow by volume. Oh, absolutely. One mm-hmm. child at a time. Absolutely. That's what it takes. Mm-hmm. One child at a mm-hmm. time. The other thing that you do that I wanted to talk about was lean in. Yeah. So now what you first said, though, about um, this is interesting about PYP has the structured mentoring program. Yes. But lean in. She talks a lot about how she doesn't like structured. mentoring. Yeah. She really believes that structured mentoring is difficult, at least for yeah. women. Mm-hmm. And some of her reasons, if, if people haven't read the book, I think lean in is a phenomenal book. Mm-hmm. I've read it several times and continue to just kind of pick it up and reread chapters yeah. from time to time. But she talks about how a lot of times in a formal structure, a lot of busy professionals don't have the time mm-hmm. to be able to set aside. You know, we talked yeah. already how busy you are mm-hmm. and how quickly the week flow, you know, flies by. Mm-hmm. So um, structured mentoring can be difficult. Yeah. And then also she also talks about how sometimes structured mentoring is a little bit too forced yeah. and a little bit too um, unnatural. Uh-huh. And even sometimes if there's a male mentor um, and then a female mentee, mm-hmm. there can be some, you know, some stigmatisms behind that. You yes. know, if you're seen, you know, having cocktails after work, yeah. if it's a guy and a guy, there's, you know, somebody would walk by and think it was perfectly appropriate. But mm-hmm. if you see a male boss and a female mentee, you know, oh, well, you know, I wonder why they're, you know, yeah. sitting around after work. It's unfortunate, yeah. Right. It is. It's very unfortunate. So tell me what, um, how lean in is a little bit different yeah. than the structured mentoring that you're doing with PYP. Yeah. Wow. So I definitely, um, I, you know, a few, so when the book came out, um, I read it as well and, mm-hmm. and still go back to it. Um, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where you, you pick the nuggets out of that, right? Cause mm-hmm. there are some females that says, ah, I can't even relate to, right. to, uh, to, to She's her. She's very opinionated. She's yes, very. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it's one of those things where you pick those nuggets and you figure yeah. out how does that apply to me and how does it, how can I use that to, to become better? Mm-hmm. Um, after I read the book, uh, Megan McCarthy and I, uh, we're talking about it. We're like, you know what? We're going to start a lean in circle. Um, and we did. We, we 
identified some some um, ladies, women in our community that we we wanted. We wanted a diverse background from you know someone that was that's retired to to a um, emerging leader, uh, young professional that's just now starting off her career. Um, and really kind of have that vast experience, mm-hmm. um, whether it's career or just home life, you know, some has mm-hmm. kids, some doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we started the, uh, League of Extraordinary Women. Huh? That's the name of our circle. <laughs> I remember, I've seen actually name tags y'all. Yes, have. we That's have official hilarious. name tags. That's awesome. Um, and so, so it's been fun. Uh, I think our circle has been around for about two years now. Um, and in a year into the circle, um, a number of lean in circle leaders, um, came together and decided, you know what? It's one thing to have a, our own circle and, and, um, collaborate and, and support each other. How do we, um, how do we help embrace the community? How do we help other women in our community do the same thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's when we launched Lean In Pensacola. Uh, and that was, you know, it was so exciting. Um, I mean, I think uh, January or February mar- marked a year anniversary mm-hmm. now. And our first event, we had 450 women there. I was one of them. Yeah. It was phenomenal. I know. It was amazing mm-hmm. uh, to see, one, just the movement of women and that that it's okay. Like, we need to come out and support each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, it's it's been great to watch um, circles form, relationships form, people who have never have met in the community uh, cross paths. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it's been interesting because, like you said, Lean in Pensacola, lean in circles is very different from um, uh, mentor Pensacola. Uh, there is really not much structure. Uh, the uh, our goal, our objective, um, was to really just help build that connection and really help ladies, uh, women understand what is a circle. Mm-hmm. You know what is lean in, and um, hopefully we got that message across. Because um, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's been fun to see our community. Um, the movement across our community with that. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And for people that aren't familiar with the book and aren't familiar with lean in circles, lean in circles tend to be small groups, right? Yes. Yes. Maybe ten to fifteen, kind of, or yeah, even some to, of them smaller. Even smaller, than that. yeah. And and you said diverse backgrounds because a lot of times people from diverse backgrounds can share a lots of different experiences. So the purpose of a circle is just to have a group of women come together and and just kind of be fluid and talk about whatever their struggles are or talk mm-hmm. about whatever opportunities. I know some circles play TED Talks yeah. and then they have discussions. Um, I had actually on the last show was Rebecca, um, Rebecca Kennedy, Dr. Rebecca Kennedy mm-hmm. from UWF. I don't oh. know if you know her. She started the Lean In Circle for UWF. Oh, very and cool. so it's the staff um, and actually alumni of UWF that are members of that circle. Yeah. And she said, that's what they do. Their, their program is they get together, I think once a month, they play a TED Talk mm-hmm. and then they have uh, questions, the discussion awesome. questions yeah. from the TED Talk. So yeah. that's kind of how their circle works. But different circles are just more open-ended and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, hey, let's just get together and whoever shows up, we're going to talk about whatever they're they're going through, whether yeah. it's good or bad or, you know, indifferent mm-hmm. and um, do that. And other ones do some actual, I know the Lean In website has resource information tools resources Mm -hmm. that you can access um we also have a lean in pensacola um facebook group that you can Mm -hmm. post questions and i think early on um women use that to reach out to find circles um so there are tons of resources and tools out there and that's the beauty of lean in is you know you can um, create a circle that has tons of structure or you don't have to, you know, right. it all depends on, um, the women that's in that group. Right. Um, for us, we knew that we wanted a diverse background. And I think that's an important because if you, 
at least for me, I know that a lot of my girlfriends and the circles I run in, we're kind of the same or we have the same mm-hmm. goals, mm-hmm. same dreams, maybe dealing with the same, you know, drama. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, it's how do you shake it up and yeah. really um, add in um, some different perspective and yeah. experiences? Absolutely. And sometimes if you're a very open person, like you sound like Hong, that you're not shy to talk to your girlfriends about things you're struggling with. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, I'm sure, you know, you wouldn't normally talk to Megan about stuff that's going on at Baptist. You yeah. Know, you both work at Baptist. Yeah. So, you know, that could be a struggle. So yeah. by being in a group where you're not mm-hmm. associated work-wise or you're not, you know, friends outside the circle so much, yeah. then you can actually really talk about some things Definitely. that you wouldn't normally share with really close friends Absolutely. or colleagues yeah. as well. Yeah. For us, when we, um, one big thing that with us for our circle is um, confidentiality. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we first started, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Pensacola is small. Absolutely. Um, and if you don't know this person, then you know someone that knows that person. Mm-hmm. And um, so we really, um, uh, you know, kind of set the tone. Mm-hmm. And, and thankfully for us, we've, um, we haven't ex- experienced anything outside of that, you know, and, and it's our, our group has really, bonded and it's it's a and, and I love them so much so awesome. <laughs> it's getting emotional just talking about them yeah no kidding I bet it's an awesome group and there's really no commitment with lean in I mean if you I mean I'm sure that those circles can set up their own rules yes. as far as attendance and it and it probably makes sense to attend more often but if you if you can't come nobody's gonna you know be like oops you know Hong wasn't there yeah now we're gonna talk about her yeah you no know, it's it's really more about hey use it when you're able to yes. contribute when you can and then if you're not there, you know, the group just understands that, you know, you'll be back whenever yeah. you can. Kind yeah. Of and like I said, it's the beauty of um, not having that structure. Because um, mm-hmm. for us, we have, I think, 12 women in our group. And um, every session is different women, you know, different people, mm-hmm. different women. Um, and the reason everyone's busy. Oh, yeah. Um, and so we try to get together once a month. Um, and, and so it's been it's been great. We've had different, you know, folks show up and the conversation just never stops. You know? I can imagine. Yeah, never I can stops. Imagine. It's fun. That's very cool. So if somebody wants to get involved in Lean In, um, I know that there's a national website. There I can't is. remember. Is it, do you know the website address? Um, lean.org or probably? Lean I think in? it's lean on, leanin.org. Okay. Yeah. And I know I'm a member on that. And member just means you go in there and you create a username and a password. Yeah. And then you can actually see all the circles that are in, in town. Yes. And like you said, some circles are are industry driven. So, yes. you know, Rebecca's circle, you had to be an UWF alumni mm-hmm. or you have to be UWF staff to be involved in that one. Other ones are not um not dedicated to any one particular industry no, yeah. or company. Um, they're much more open-ended, much more diverse. Yeah. Um, some of them are even around. I've seen some that are like women that like to do outdoors activities. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, thought I bet they have like, fun when they get I together. Bet, <laughs> yeah, I bet they're like, let's go kayaking for our yeah. circle instead of a normal sit in front of a boardroom yeah, meeting. Yeah, and that's, um, a, I mean, that's, and I think that's why it's so great that you have a diverse, even diverse groups, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's um, women with kids. I know that my girlfriend is yeah. in a circle that um, they all have children. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure they share stories, <laughs> fun oh, stories. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, but you can definitely go on uh, the leanin.org website and, and um, search for our Lean in Pensacola chapter uh, there. We're also on Facebook group Lean in Pensacola as well. Awesome. Um, so, and we were talking before the show that you guys are going to put together another event maybe yeah, before the end of the year. We're, we're hoping by the end okay. of the year to host a um, another event. Um, and we're looking to move to more of a annual um, uh, to a schedule 
Um, cause I think, you know, as people are, everyone's busy, we have lots mm-hmm. of events in Pensacola and, um, and, and so would love to, you know, collaborate with you and, and what you do. Um, and, and so, yeah, we're looking at it. Well, good. Yeah. Well, I'll throw, since you said that, and I already asked you about collaborating, already, <laughs> so I kind of set it up, but, um, I will kind of gently persuade you maybe okay. to look at the third week in October. Okay. The third week in October nationally is actually called Women in Business Week. Oh, wow. And so we as an organization, as Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast, we choose to do our conference during that week. Oh, very cool. So if y'all wanted to do an event that same week, it would tie into Women in Business Week. We would love to, you know, collaborate with you. For sure. And whatever we can do to provide some support and, and get some encouragement. Because I think... You know, we had talked earlier, I think if we work together on some of these mm-hmm. things, then it's much more achievable than than working as silos. Definitely. Um, I know we don't compete, but yeah. um, but even sometimes, you know, we can be very disjointed. Yes. You know, with a lot of activities in Pensacola. Yeah, for women, so. definitely. Let's, you know, definitely um, continue this conversation and see where we go, because even in Pensacola, you only have so much resources, you know, Absolutely. Um, and then people and their time. Yep. Um, so definitely would would, li- would love to have that conversation with that you. That would be very cool. Well, cool. Well, I want to ask you, we've got about another 10 more minutes. So I want to talk a little bit more too about some of the other things that you do daily. So I know, um, I know that mentoring is a big deal for mm-hmm. you. Community involvement's a really big deal for you, but you are also full-time in your occupation as well. I am, I am. So tell me how, what are some things that you do daily that you knew if you didn't do them, you wouldn't be as successful? Are there certain things that you just have to do on a daily basis? Wow. Um, you know, lately I feel like it's um, taking breaks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we're mm-hmm. so busy. We have so mm-hmm. much going on. We have all these notifications going off on our phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just, you know, recently I'm just like, you know what? There are times you just need to take a break, mm-hmm. go for a walk, mm-hmm. you know, take, have a snack, call a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's kind of my my latest mantra and then just connecting, you know, with with um, friends that I haven't chatted with in a while, or or because um, life's so short, mm-hmm. and uh, there's there's so um, you know with within um, we've had some uh, friends go through some things that's that that's uh, really changed is just lives, and um, mm-hmm. really you know so setting back and and you know work is important, but it'll, it'll, it will still be there, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, so investing more time and. Family, friends, relationships um, has been my latest thing um, mantra, and and it, I think that's a work in progress. Always, yeah. I'm sure. How, for do, everyone. how do you do that? Is it connecting on Facebook? Is it reaching out and texting them, or, yeah. or calling, or is it actually putting in your calendar a lunch every week with you know somebody? How, a, a little how bit of doing? all of that, really? Yeah, okay. it just depends. I mean, um, for some friends, it's texting because the only time I can catch them to talk is when they're driving home. You know, right. and if you're not on the same driving schedule, then you're not chatting. That's true. Um, but really. Um, my, here's an example. My girlfriend and I, she, she lives in Orlando. Um, she just had a baby and he's, he's not even a year old yet, but now her life is so busy. Mm-hmm. And every year we talk about a girl's trip, you know, mm-hmm. and that just has not happened. So, um, she and I've been discussing, um, going to Nashville in, I think in August or something like that. See, that would be an awesome. Yeah. So, trip. you know, that's a pro being proactive, mm-hmm. put, putting it on the books, mm-hmm. booking the days and just making it happen, you know, because time will fly by and then, you know, another year and then another 10 years go by and you still haven't had that girl's trip that you really wanted to go on, you know, so. Well, it's true. I think, you know, if, if, if you're like me and you seem like you're this type of personality that when it comes to business, you put things down, you write them down, you do them, yes. you know, they have deadlines, but sometimes we don't treat our personal life that same yeah. way. Yeah. You know, and you're exactly right. If we don't 
treat it like a business, mm-hmm. then it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I've got, you know, you're saying that and I'm thinking to a lot of the friends that I have and I haven't reached out to a lot of them yeah. in a while. And that's unfortunate, you know. Yeah, it's tough. Um, it is. And everybody is so busy. But unless you force yourself to do it, it mm-hmm. it's not like you said, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And and you're you're right. I'm, you know, on my, I guess, professional side, um, I am, you know, pretty driven and ambitious, as, as you know, and you've mm-hmm. mentioned. Um, but, you know, it, it takes a lot of energy and time and, and focus, you know, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes really getting, uh, pulling myself out of the weed, you know, and really mm-hmm. thinking um, more of long term, you know, where is it, where is it that I want to be? Right. Um, and where do I see myself going? And in reading the book, Lean In, um, it's no longer a ladder. You know, it's a jungle gym. It is. You're right. Um, and, and, and so for me, it's realizing, okay, my skill set as I grow in my career, what are, what other skills do I need to, um, learn or tap into to put into my little toolbox? Cause, mm-hmm. you know, careers are changing. The industry, the world is changing as mm-hmm. far as what jobs are out there and what jobs will be there in five, 10, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw, Yesterday, I went to a presentation at um, Clark Partington, and they were um, the owner of Pensacola uh, Pelican Drones. Um, I think his oh. name is Chris. Um, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting his name, but I believe it's Chris. And he did a short presentation on the drones, and it was awesome, Colleen. Like, I haven't seen it before. I knew drones existed, mm-hmm. but did not realize the business that drones could potentially be in. Yeah, um, okay. There was a healthcare aspect, you know, and I'm like, Wow. Didn't think about that. So it's like, how do you, you know, uh, how did they tie? Okay. I have to know. How did they tie drones into healthcare? What does that have to do with healthcare? Well, um, defibrillators. So there was an emergency. This, um, girl was with, I think her dad, he fell out, passed out. Um, she made a phone call and the drone took wherever it came from. And this is, of course, I'm getting into the details, right? Like, how does this all work? Um, but the, the drone brought the defibrillator to her and then, um, it had um, voice instructions to use it wow. on her dad. Yeah. Wow. So that was very interesting. Yeah. I would have never thought of that. No, no, not at all. And so when I saw that, I was like, wow, that's really, so another way to, um, you know, increase your knowledge, um, mm-hmm. keep things fresh mm-hmm. and really go outside of the box, right? Because mm-hmm. healthcare is usually, you know, sometimes we always think in between the walls, but sure. healthcare is more than that now with tel- telemedicine and, and you can, you know, there's so Thankfully for us in in Pensacola, we have three large healthcare systems um, that you know we have plenty of access. Mm-hmm. But uh, with all these new technologies and, and and drones and whatnot, it's like how do you use that to adapt and yeah, make absolutely. us even better? You know, absolutely. Um, so it, it's you know with my career, it's it's been a fun ride, and I, I hope to you know I. I'm excited to see where I'll be in five, another five to 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's been interesting talking to you because I think, you know, what you talked about, about, you know, careers are changing, Yeah. but um, how important it is for you to take a break from the career part and focus on your personal life too. Yeah, definitely. Because I think that's really cool. The, um, your role as operation services director, you know, none of us would be, you know, smart to see that you're the only person that could fit that role. Yeah. You know, you're, everybody's exp- um, expendable in their careers. And yes. there are other people that if you weren't here mm-hmm. in that role, that they would fill that role. Yeah. So the career doesn't go away if you go away. For sure. But in your personal life, your whole world changes if you're not there. Oh, absolutely. You know, you're, you're, the family dynamics would be completely different if your absolutely. parents only had one child, you know, or, you know, didn't move to the United States. I yeah. mean, you know, there's so much that that 
we personally are involved mm-hmm. in in our personal lives that's just kind of a different aspect than our than our career life. Yeah, work life balance mm-hmm. is so important and it's um still very hard I think I mean for myself as well as much as I try, you know, mm-hmm. but I feel like if you don't work at it, mm-hmm. you know, then you're not you know, you might not get there, you Absolutely. know. Um and however you define balance is, that's that's mm-hmm. up to you. Right. Um but do as we do you struggle with that? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, there my Bobby, uh, my other boyfriend, he, he's like, you need to stop programming yourself so much. I'm like, that's right. Okay. Well then I'll cancel this. Oh no, I can't cancel that. You know, mm-hmm. but proactively looking at, you know, in um, advance on my calendar and saying, all right, well, I already have two things this week. That's it for the week. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to commit to something else. Um, but uh, you know, for me over the years, I'm being involved in the community and even with my career, um, is really, you know, focusing on my passion and, and what, and, and for me, it is mentoring, um, and being involved in Big Brothers Big Sisters, um, and, uh, mentor Pensacola and, and, you know, things that are linked to that. Um, cause I think it's so important that your passion is what drives you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, cause if, if it's not, then you're probably going to be bored. Right. Um, and for me being in healthcare, you know, being able to change, um, impact our, um, our patients, our, uh, families' lives. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. Uh, even though I'm not clinical, you wouldn't want me to be your nurse, you know. <laughs> but I I know that at the end of the day, I'm uh, providing support to our team that provides you know mm-hmm. care for our patients. Mm-hmm. Well, and sometimes I know you said you're not clinical, but sometimes it takes somebody that's not that deep into the the business to to see it from a different perspective. Absolutely. If you were clinical, it might be difficult to to fill the role that you're in. Yeah. You know, you might be too, you know, focused on the clinical part of it to be able to step back and say, okay, you know, I need to be able to look at it from a bigger perspective. Yeah, definitely agree Mm -hmm. with that. Um, And one thing that I do want to mention is in looking at, and and this is on personally, but then also something that I would recommend, whether it's to up and comers or, or um, just, you know, other women is um, making sure that you focus on all aspects, you know, or try to, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that it's not, all about your career and this organization you work with, but it's that in addition to, you know, how are you giving back to the community? Um, mm-hmm. how, how, you know, and then with your family, you know, so it's, it's for me, it's a juggle still, but I'm working on those pieces and not thinking, okay, it's all about work and I'm there all the time. Um, right. cause there are times that where my, you know, 110% of my energy was work and that's not healthy either. No. Um, no. And, and so, and I think, um, long term, you're even more of a valuable asset, mm-hmm. whether it's to um, the organization you work with or um, boards that you're on to have that kind of holistic, mm-hmm. um, uh, I guess, background. Absolutely. I would agree with you 100 yeah. percent. You know, with your background being so driven, I can imagine how you take everything to like the, you know, to yeah, the 10th level. I try. Right. Exactly. So you're going to be successful in your business and you're going to be successful in your, you know, board activities and you're mm-hmm. going to be successful in other areas. Um, you know, and going on that, some of the advice I've given to people in the past, too, is to think about it like it's a wheel. Yeah. And if you take a wheel and chop it up into pie pieces and then you look at each of the segments of your of your world. So yeah. the things that are most important, maybe it's your family, maybe it's your health, maybe it's your spirituality, yes. maybe it's your career, maybe uh-huh. it's professional development. You know, those are just maybe it's, you know, your your exercise program, you know, whatever's important for you in your life. Those would be the little areas of the pie in this uh-huh. in this wheel. And then you rank yourself. How do I feel on a scale of one to 10 in each of these different areas? And if career is a 10 and, you know, professional development's a 10, but every other area is a one, 
well, then your wheel is really not yeah. round. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it may be great that you're, you know, successful in these certain areas or you're really dedicating a lot of your energy in those areas, but it's at the expense of some of the other yeah. areas. Yeah. So I almost encourage people, you know, to, to look at it more like if you can't be a 10 in every area, which we can't, mm-hmm. you know, there's no way then figure out a number that you're comfortable with. Maybe it's a five. Yeah. And so if your career is already at a 10, maybe you can integrate some of that career time into, you know, board involvement like you've done. You know, I'm sure your board meetings are during the business day. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, some of your activities um, that you do with PYP are Uh during the business day. So Mm -hmm. you're helping your career, but you're also helping your your board involvement side as well and maybe professional development. So kind of integrating some of the different areas. Yeah. That way you're, you're having more bang for your buck. Yeah, for instead sure. Instead of just being singularly focused. Yeah. And that, and that's tough. And I think with that, I, I like your analogy with a, uh, I guess the pie mm-hmm. um, is, well, it's a pie, but it has to move. So yeah. I always say a wheel, a wheel. I'm so sorry. Like a it'll, wheel. it'll roll You're like this. I'm thinking a pie. Well, but, yeah. I, well, I do chop it up in a pie piece. So <laughs> I do need to clarify. It's a little okay. mixed metaphor there. <laughs> um, well, I, I definitely agree with you. And um, I, I think the percentage of the wheel, right. For each mm-hmm. piece mm-hmm. Um, ebbs and flow, you know, Absolutely. depending on um, what priorities are when, or sure. uh, what you need to focus on when. And, and I think for us, or for me personally, is understanding when I need to focus energy on what. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there might be times when, you know, I need to, you know, reach out to my friends and be a support, or is mm-hmm. it, you know, there's a big project going on, um, at work and that's where I need to mm-hmm. give it 110%. Right. Um, but there, there's that understanding of when to pull back and then when to, to really, you know, put all of my energy into one thing. Right. So. And and that's not always predictable. I mean, no. the big projects at work sometimes are predictable. You know, you may have certain things that you know at certain points of the year that you're going to have to do, but yeah. some of the things, the personal things might not be, you know, you, a parent gets sick all yeah. of a sudden, you know, you know, that's not, that wasn't on the calendar. That wasn't yeah. planned for. Yep. So having that adaptability and having that flexibility, I think is, is so essential. important and being mm-hmm. agile is so important nowadays, mm-hmm. but there's so much, so many things going on in the world, in our own lives, you know, mm-hmm. and just, I say rolling with the punches, you yeah. know, I think for us women, um, I feel like we do this well as something comes our way, you figure out, okay, well, let's not just sit there. Let's figure out what do you, we need to do to, mm-hmm. to fix it or find a solution to make it better, yep. you know, yep. um, because I, I think we, we can't. I guess you can throw a pity party for a split second, but right. for me, it's like, all right, let's go. Right. You know? Well, and I always am the advocate, have that pity party and then move on. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it's not bad to, to feel bad about something, no. you know, and, and to say, okay, I really messed that up or I missed that opportunity or, you know, that's, yeah. you know, that made me feel bad, you know, have that little one second. Okay. Yeah. And then get past it. Yeah. Don't let like, it take you out of the game. Right. You know, you exactly. got to keep on going. Yep. So. Yep. So speaking of the game, so today is Friday. Yes. Um, at the end of today, this will finish your work week for the week, right? Yeah. You're a Monday through Friday work week I, kind of person. Mm-hmm. Okay. So on a Friday afternoon, when you're coming home and you're dr- taking that drive home, yeah. um, how do you, how do you, relate your week? How do you look at that week and say, did I have a good week or did I have a bad week? What are some of the things that that you have to uh, mark off to say, yes, I did yeah. what I needed to do this week? Well, I, I mean, I think definitely from work perspective is, you know, okay, did I meet all the deadlines I needed to meet? Um, did I accomplish what I needed to accomplish? And mm-hmm. and so I kind of go through that mentally. Hopefully I've went through that before I got into my car. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Otherwise I'll still be there for a few hours. Right. Um, Otherwise it's midnight. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but you know, um, like I mentioned earlier is um, really just focusing on counting my blessings, you know, cause I think mm-hmm. there's so 
uh, many times that we focus on what's not going well, what we don't have, and um, just slowing down and saying, you know what, life is still good, you know, and if if I feel like it's not heading in the right direction, then let's figure out how to make, uh, let's maneuver to get to where I want to go, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and so lately that's been my thing is just, you know, count your blessings, count my blessings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a little bit of the gratitude. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and in saying, wow, I survived a tough week, but Oh yeah, you know, for look sure. at what I did do or, or look at the things that are going well. Yeah. And that's for wonderful. me, that's, it's, you know, I, I say that and it sounds easy, uh, but it's tough because, you know, growing up, going back to what we were talking about earlier with my parents and, and how I was brought up with, um, uh, you know, sometimes the A is not good enough, but there are times now I'm like, you know, it's, it's okay. You know, like, um, I, I hold myself to a very high, um, uh, expectation standard. Um, and, and sometimes I just need to say, relax and, you know, have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, because even for us, my own family watching what my parents have built, um, for us, uh, and really provide for my brother and I that, um, you know, we, we've had some tough times. And so it's, it's not that tough now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, um, count, you know, count my blessings. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So let's fast forward. It's Monday morning. Yeah. So when you wake up and you're heading into work, what are some of the fears that you have? Wow. Some of the fears, I, you know, I do have anxiety. Every, yeah, I do. Um, and I thought, you know, I, I don't, I've never thought that. And now it's thinking, okay, what are those things I need to, you know, work on this week? And it's not just work, it's work. And then in addition to what's going on with my family, I, mm-hmm. I, um, handle a lot of my family's, you know, administrative kind of behind the scenes, mm-hmm. um, uh, responsibilities. And mm-hmm. so I have that in my mind, you know, okay, did I do that for mom? Otherwise mom's going to call, you know, right, right. Um, and interrupt my work day when I'm supposed to be doing this or that. Yeah. And mom doesn't care, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, really I, I do, I have anxiety sometimes and really, it's, and I, I would have to tell myself to stop, breathe. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've learned now that that to-do list, whether it's for home, work, or wherever, will be there, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and um, and hopefully I'm able to um, work on the things that need to be worked on. That's priority. And um, the ones that can wait, let it wait because mm-hmm. it will be there. That's true. You know? That's true. Um, and it's not, I mean, you're in a, you know, a very vital role and, yeah. you know, people's lives depend on, you know, the, the services that you're, you Absolutely. know, the physicians are able to, to, um, to deliver. So, yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot of pressure on that. There is, there um, is, there is, there's lots of um, pressure. I mean, where we're dealing with lives um, and, you know, for us, it's providing the best care um, for, you know, our patients and their families. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the flip side, it's, you know, doing, just doing what's right. Um, and, and so it, but it's fun. I have yeah. to say, as I know I've talked about it, things being crazy, whether it's work life or community, being in the community mm-hmm. or family, but at the end of the day, all of this drives me. So I guess you have to be a little bit crazy yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. or at least my own crazy. Yeah. Um, um, and it keeps me going. Well, yeah. and I'm a big believer if everybody did everything that they're passionate about, yeah. then, you know, that's another way that we could change this world. Definitely agree with yeah. that. So what yeah. is the one thing that you're most thankful for? Wow. You know, I'm thankful for my parents. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they didn't, um, do what they did, um, mm-hmm. if they didn't escape Vietnam on a boat to Hong Kong, wow. uh, we wouldn't be here. And wow. then we wouldn't be able to, um, and of course I'm getting emotional because it's, yeah. it's very personal. <laughs> um, but, um, we wouldn't be able to provide, my parents wouldn't be able to provide to, for us, my brother mm-hmm. and I. And then also the families that are in Vietnam that I still have, you know, cousins, yeah. uncles, aunts, both grandmas. Um, but yeah, family, my parents, 
That's awesome. They yeah. sound like amazing, strong, oh, strong yeah. people. I can't yeah. imagine what they would have had to go through emotionally to make that decision. Yeah. It was, you um, know, with two little kids, mm -hmm. I'm expecting you were little at that time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was born in Hong Kong. So they mm -hmm. went from Viet uh, Vietnam to Hong Kong. I was born there and then we came to the States and Michael yeah. was born here. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Well, if your mom could speak English, I'd love to have her on the show. She <laughs> sounds like she'd be a spitfire. Oh, yeah. She'll be a firecracker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but thank you so much, Hong. Uh, We've been talking to Hong Tran. She is the Operation Services Director for Baptist Heart and Vascular Institute of Baptist Healthcare. You have shared some amazing information. From, oh, thank you so yeah, much. You made it so easy. Thank you for having me. Well, I think this is incredible. I I really want to thank you. The mentoring that you do in the in our community and the community involvement, not only with PYP, but also with what you're doing with Lean In and then also Big Brothers, Big Sisters and what you do in your career. You know, you're an amazing, amazing oh, person in you. our community. And I can't thank you enough for, for sharing the information you've shared today. Oh, thank you so much, Colleen. I appreciate you having me here. Absolutely. And if you've been listening, hopefully you took away some great information from today's show. I know I did. I can't wait to re-listen to it and write myself some little notes um, because you shared some really incredible stuff with us today. Oh, so thank you. thank you again for being here. And if you've been listening, uh, stay tuned for our next show. We'll be out in a couple weeks and we'll have another amazing guest or two in the studio with us. And if you want to check out the organization, it's Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast. And you can find us on Facebook under Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast. Or you can find us on our website, PowerfulWomenGulfCoast.com. We'd love to have you attend one of our meetings, come to our conference, get involved with our Power Up classes, read our publication, or just reach out to us if there's something else that you need in what we do. We do support women in business, and we help to advance, approve, and um, help give them whatever support that they need. And thank you so much for tuning in. Mm -hmm.